These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. Tribalism sucks. Critical thinking is pretty cool. Thanks for being part of American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. I think that we can safely say that we've made a significant departure from the constitutional principles of individual freedom and limited government that made us a rich nation in the first place. These principles of freedom were embodied in our, con- in our nation through the combined institutions of private ownership of property and free enterprise. Those are the words of Dr. Walter Williams at one of his last public appearances. Uh, Professor Williams contributed to our national conversations, plural, on things like economics, public policy, education, and race, among many others. He died this week at the age of 84, and even if you haven't read any of his books or read his weekly column or saw his thought-provoking programs on PBS, Walter Williams affected you because he helped shape many parts of our national discourse. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. Let's talk about that impact and why it matters now and in the future. I'm joined now by Professor Steve Horowitz, Distinguished Professor of Free Enterprise at Ball State University. Uh, Dr. Horowitz, good to talk to you again. Thank you for being on the program. My pleasure, Mike. Glad to be back. Uh, obviously, you're very familiar with Dr. Williams' uh, yeah. work, and I, my wife and I saw the news on Wednesday morning, and it just, it just shook us. I mean, we didn't know him well, but uh, we knew him well enough to know that this was a really important mind and an important voice to our to our country over the past 40 years or so yeah he sure was and uh he was uh he was brilliant he was hilarious uh he was irreverent uh and he was also courageous and i i don't want to leave that last one off i think uh i think i mean you know it always takes some courage to defend ideas that that uh, are in the minority that are perceived to be old-fashioned and all those things but uh but as an African-American, you know, Walter had mm-hmm. took an extra special, I think, set of courage to do what Walter did and to talk about the issues he talked about. And and he he never hesitated. And, and beyond that, he was, as, as a friend of mine said today, he was a classic uh, happy warrior. Walter Walter was always smiling. He was always happy. He was always good natured about these things. Uh, things didn't seem to, you know, really uh, he didn't let things upset him in a way that that interfered with his good judgment. And and that's a that's really a role model for for many of us. You know, I don't think I've ever done any segments of this program since we've been doing it. That's essentially centered on being a tribute to somebody. But when it comes to Walter Williams, how did he become such an influence? Because I think the importance of us having this conversation yeah. is to talk about how did he become such an important voice and where do we go from here? Yeah, I think, I, well, Walter had the gift of, uh, of of being able to communicate economic ideas in all kinds of different settings. 
Uh, certainly one of the ways he became important was as guest hosting for Rush Limbaugh for, right. for a number of years. And, and that exposed him to a really wide audience. But even beyond that, he had a regular syndicated column at Town Hall and in various newspapers over the years and, and exposed that way. But also, you know, for many, uh, he taught at George Mason for 40 years. I, I was there as a student when he was there as a professor. Uh, and in the last uh, number of years, he taught the first semester introduction to microeconomics course for, for the graduate students, for the PhD students. And so if you went through that program looking to get a PhD, you, you took micro with Walter. And that was, uh, from all reports, quite an experience. Uh, uh, the, the students who are writing about him, uh, you know, in tribute to him. Are, are, are pointing to that experience as being formative for them. And so all of, you know, one of the great things about being a professor is all of your students and their students and so on are all part of your influence. And so Walter's influence uh, is felt within academic economics, the number of people who took his courses who are now teaching and influencing students of their own. And so he did it, you know, he, he influenced academia, he influenced uh, uh, the print print media, he influenced the, the broader world through radio uh, and, and had a gift for communicating economic ideas very powerfully and very well to, he to was, those audiences. Yeah, he was a staunch defender of free markets as a, as a general concept and specifically of the United States Constitution. And, and that brought him a lot of criticism because, as you mentioned earlier, Walter Williams was black. And even though he defended the uh, the founding fathers, which are under so much criticism now as people revisit history, and I don't want to get into that debate right now, but he was able to add a perspective to that conversation that lowered the temperature and actually made people think whether they agreed with him or not. And I thought that was part of his brilliance. Yeah, I think it was. And, you know, and he 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 did the thing, you know, I, I, this I, this comparison, I don't want it to be too overblown, but he did the kind of thing that Martin Luther King was good at, which was to say, look, the values, you know, I, I share your core values. And if you share my core values and their core American values, let's talk about how those core American values and institutions can better serve uh, people who've been historically discriminated against. And so Walter's work on race, you know, was was both a, showed a deep passion and he grew Grew up poor. He knew what it was to be, you know, to be oppressed, uh, but he never let that become his defining characteristic. And he talked about the ways in which free market and, and, and the free markets and the constitutional protections for individual rights were important for for liberating uh, African-Americans as well as well as the rest of us. And that, I think, is uh, for me anyway, that's one of his real lasting legacies. We're visiting with Dr. Steve Horwitz from Ball State University. And when I talk about the influence, and I mentioned earlier, I said that he's actually influenced, probably you could argue, everybody in the country because he was a big voice in our national discourse and all this public policy yeah. and culture and all these other things. Explain for maybe just a second or so how that is the case, because there are people who say, you know what, you you academics, you do your thing on campus. I'm going to be over here in the real world, just going yeah. to work and feeding my family. And I don't pay attention to your white papers or all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there are very, very few people. And I think he was one of them. Yeah. It really did have an influence that spread way beyond campus. He sure did. And again, I think because he was so effective at, at communicating basic economic ideas and applying them to really important issues in, in creative and clear ways. And, and he got himself platforms. I think, you know, when you have a regular newspaper column or an online column, when you're able to, to be on the radio several hours a day, you know, a number of days per year uh, and, and, and bring those ideas to people, if you're good at communicating, communicating them, you will be effective and, and you will be able 
to, as it were, spread, spread the word. And so I think, uh, you know, hearing his voice, uh, as you say, his voice in that discourse was important because he didn't confine himself to just talking to other academics. He knew that, that and, and I think this is one of the most important lessons for economists to understand that the purpose of economics is not to talk to other economists. It's, it's our role to talk with citizens, with people, and to convey those ideas and to, to help people understand better how markets work, why they're important, and, and how they've contributed to human progress. Now, I'm of the personal perspective that I agree with with most, if not all, of what he wrote over the years. That's just my political and my cultural and my economic persuasion. But for, for those who, who disagree with him or disagreed with him now that he's gone, uh, why is it important to them that he was at least in the conversation, even if they yeah. disagreed with what he said? Well, two reasons. I think one, you know, I think it's always important to have the voice for individual freedom, for constitutional rights, for all, all the things that Walter stood for to be in the to be in the conversation. That's that's our heritage. That's uh, that's that's the, that form of liberalism is is where America was founded, if, if only imperfectly. So I think that's important. But I think it was also important for him as as a black man to be part of that conversation, too, uh, and to uh, and to make the point that these are not just white ideas. These are not just ideas of of a particular group of people at a particular time but these are universal and that these are that these ideas and these institutions are important for improving the lot of all of humanity and perhaps particularly those uh, who've been historically discriminated against and so for for Walter to make those arguments and to make them uh, with good humor and with sincerity and with brilliance I think was uh, was really really important and so I guess a parting word we can tell everybody look up Walter Williams' writings and, and read them and get familiar yeah. with them. It's not too yeah. late to do that. It is not. He's, he's all over the web and you can buy his books and everything else. All right, uh, Steve, thank you so much for the uh, perspective on this. I just got to know him for a few days. You knew him obviously better than I did. And what a loss for, yeah. for the country, Indeed. regardless of your political persuasion. Indeed. Thanks, Mike. And if you want to see one of Dr. Williams' final public appearances, just go to the American Viewpoints page on Facebook. I posted a video that I actually produced with him on that page, and I think you'll find it interesting and enlightening. Well, still ahead, there is a new true crime TV show that's available to watch online. This one's different, though. It's bringing you the perspectives of survivors. Find out why that voice matters. That's just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.